pride and ego are a wild thing. You know, I, I sit here five o'clock in the morning. Up, I've been up since three thirty. Doing this podcast purely based on pride and ego. Not my podcast in general, but this episode. Man, I I wanna be I wanna be a good person. You know, I I wanna be I wanna be better than I was. Better than I am right now. I wanna be the best I can be in a lot of ways. And the, the the thing about being a better person is it's not a mystery. Like, it's not like the formula's not there. It's not like we don't know, do this, don't do this. It's not like we don't know, full of pride, nothing but pride. You're going to do bad things. You're going to feel bad. It's not, you're not going to enjoy life. If you let your ego run you, it, it's not going to be good. You know, and I talk about jujitsu a lot on here. Um, and, and it, it's ego killer. I've said that a thousand times and that's good. That's, that's, that's a good thing to me. But like just in that aspect of your life, a lot of times does it kill that ego. It also gives you confidence in other aspects, but you know, ego is ever present in most parts of life. And I really think I've conquered that ego. Like I don't. I don't care what people think of my physical prowess or am I dangerous or am I able to to do this. Or, I don't, you know, athletic ability. I, I have no ego in that. Um, I have no ego musically. You know, I understand I'm not an a great musician. I just appreciate opportunity to to play and make some music. And I never take myself too seriously. Uh, as a writer, I have zero ego. Um, there's been organizations and, and, and people and stuff that have been, in my opinion, dismissive and disrespectful of what I've done, but I don't let it eat at me. I know that what I did was my best and that I enjoyed it and that that's all I need it to be, but I don't view myself as an author and it's not self-deprecating. I just don't view myself that way, but there are things that I can't drop pride with and I try real hard. I feel less than intellectually and intelligent wise a lot of the time. I feel dumb. I feel stupid a lot a lot of the time. Um I had some learning issues as a kid. And even though by seventh grade, and I've talked about this numerous times, I had found a teacher who really made a difference for me and helped me out uh and i you know i got to to do some stuff at school uh that i you know didn't think would ever be possible and then i made good grades from there on out despite those things i um air conditioner or heater's probably really loud sorry despite those things i i still I, I still felt less than then, you know, and, and I think I do now. But I also, 
I think I let my ego get in the way of, of relationships with friends. With a lot of different, like there's a lot of aspects of my life. I understand where ego and stuff gets gets in. And yesterday, something happened, and it bothered me all day. And I don't mean a little bit. I mean it eat at me from early in the morning until bed. And then I got up at 3 o'clock this morning and could not sleep because it was still eating at me. I talked to my wife about it yesterday, and she said that is by far one of the most ridiculous things you've ever been stressed and worried about. And I talked to a friend completely outside the situation yesterday that knew nothing about it. And he was like, well, yeah, I, I've, I've had that experience, similar experience towards you. I, I, it's hard to, I don't want to say what it is. You know, it's, um, but I let something bother me that I, I know shouldn't have bothered me. Someone I love to death. And, and and keep in mind, like, nobody said anything to me, did anything to me, nothing like that. So I understand the absurdity of the situation that my wife is, is touching on. But I also have to sit and think that clearly has to show something about me and who I am and how I take things that that was the issue you know that this happened and I know there's so much vagueness there but really to me if I told you exactly what happened that would be fueling that pride and that ego because it would be me talking about it and going see see how I was done wrong when upon reflection, I know I wasn't. Was my ego hurt? Oh, I was crushed. Was my pride hurt? It was demolished. It made me, because of what it was, second-guess this, second-guess the podcast, second-guess a lot of things. And it's so trivial. It's so small, I promise you, I don't think anybody else would. Most people would laugh it off, but it is that insecurity. And see, I think, and I don't know this, I myself have never tied directly together and really focused on the ideal of insecurities being reflected in the same way that pride and ego are reflected. But it would make sense. My insecurity that people don't hear what I have to say, that people don't listen to what I have to say, that people don't care what I have to say, and that I sound stupid when I'm saying something and when I'm trying to dis discuss something so people don't pay it attention. And, and, and it's not only is it for nothing that no one hears it, but also that Maybe you sound so ridiculous in saying it or so pretentious or so whatever that they don't that they don't care that when someone else says it, 
it it has a different value. And, and like how how do you keep yourself grounded and humble even when you're insecure? Like it's it's easier to me because I think it's happened on fewer occasions. It's easier to me, and I think it would be for people in general, just because of the situation. And I'm sure this is fairly common. But to me, I have an easier time with humility when obviously I am at the advantage, you know, when things are going right for me. And, and and that seems to be the easiest time. And look, there are people who suck in the winner's circle. You know what I mean? But not just winning at an endeavor, when things are going good for you in general. And that has a lot more potential than some type of event. You know what I mean? Like, in everyday life, good circumstances. Can, can, can you keep your ego in check and be humble in good circumstances. And to me, that's easier. And and I would think it is for most people. But I've also always tried to be the person that is in good spirits and humble when I'm losing, when life is. And and that is harder, but I feel like I deal better with it. But humility in the vein of, I guess, hurt. Is, is, is hard because I don't like to hurt and I don't think people do in general. So I think myself and a lot of other people probably at times uh, revert maybe to anger in, instead of in, instead of hurt and, and then, you know, but again, it, 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 there's no definition for this is what we're allowed to to be heard over. This is what we're allowed to take pride in or so on and so forth. Because if there was, then we would know. We would know the things to watch. And what happened yesterday, you know, my my wife talked about me, talked about it with me. My friend talked about it with me for a long time yesterday. There is a level of mental illness I'm not saying that disparagingly or um, even jokingly. There is, I'm, I'm being dead serious. There is a level of mental illness. That's a word that people seem to be afraid of and, and mock. And then also, um, don't don't ever want to associate with anything involving them because it's a sign of damage and and you know it isolates you from the herd because you're you're different than or less than. But there there's a level of mental illness. To what I felt yesterday. There is. And. There's also. A level of validity. And truth. In what I felt yesterday. There most definitely is. The thing is. The specifics. It was a horrible, the specifics, (laughs) I can't talk this morning, of the situation are nuanced. 
And so you have to look at the situation in a nuanced manner. And that's not what I did. I looked at it in a rushed judgment and with pride and ego that was damaged and wounded. I will never kill all ego. I don't I don't know if it's actually possible. I know people claim it. But I will never slay all ego. And I don't think Jung or anybody else would ever think that you could. And the situation that happened in and see it wording is important. I would have to explain it to you. Say, situation that happened to me yesterday. Nothing happened to me yesterday. Nothing was done to me yesterday. Not even in the slightest way or manner, but that's how I wanted to say that right off. The random instances that occurred yesterday that I laid personal value and identification on so minor and so small that one, I guarantee you I have done that to someone else and two, I bet my life if someone else came to me and told me exactly what happened to me or happened involving me, see I did it again exactly what happened yesterday of which I inserted my own involvement in happened to them then I would consider it not pertinent or or something that they should be heard or bothered over. You have to realize that my name was not brought into some argument or into some discussion. Actually, I was not mentioned at all. And I was not present. And um, the situation, the people, the discussion did not involve m- me at all. People present in the in 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 that moment, not all of them knew me. Not all of them knew me well. It really had zero to do with me. That is the point. The, the most important part of this. For fifteen minutes, I've explained something to you that happened to me. Now let me explain what really occurred. Nothing involving me. Nothing remotely connected to me. If I did not exist in this world and never had, I could have had no less to do with what happened yesterday than I currently do. My insecurities... And my pride, in a way, and I know that sounds counterintuitive, and, and it sounds like two different. And again, without explaining this, and and, and bringing somebody in like that don't even know, like that they, it wouldn't be fair. Like it, it wouldn't be, and it would be feeding my ego to discuss it and talk about. It. There, if I had heard random strangers explain to you what I perceived yesterday, 
I don't even know if I could take it seriously. I would have to think that it was somebody trying to pull something. Like it it, it it's absurd. If I knew the person and, and, and knew that they were serious, I would wonder, is it a mental illness? And I think that it may be. I, I do get depressed sometimes. But depression's a weird word. It is. And I've seen it in a lot of forms throughout my life. I really have. I've had it in forms in my life. I think I'm as depressed and out of heart right now as everybody gets at moments in time. Not right now, but what I'm saying is like when I get it and it and it hits, it's no different than any troubles and, and problems anybody else has. There's no severity to it there that needs any help. However, my insecurity, that that's an issue that and I, I can't I cannot fight it in every instance. I've gotten really good at it. Again, I went my entire adult life without writing and letting anyone read anything directly to publishing a book because I dealt with that insecurity about other people reading it. Now, I've never dealt with the insecurity of just saying what I want in my writings. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I haven't. Because there's things I want to say and there's things that I do say that I worry about people I care about who don't agree with what I believe and how I feel judging me harshly for that. And I shouldn't. I, sh I shouldn't let that stop me. I really shouldn't. And I shouldn't let it affect me. But I do. And it's human nature. I'm sorry, it is. And I, I let that happen. And it is, is that pride? Is that ego? Is that me not wanting to stain an image they hold of me, even if that image isn't accurate? Is that insecurity? Me fearing their rejection completely? I don't know. I haven't heard from Malik in a long time. And I'm afraid I've lost Malik. And I, to those of you who are new listeners... Those of you who don't know the show from the beginning or, or weren't in the old uh, email chain that's long dead and gone, Malik was the first person who ever listened to my show that I didn't know. Uh, and Malik helped this show grow tremendously. I am a 40-year-old white male from eastern Kentucky who... All my conservative friends would say is very, very liberal. And all my liberal friends would say is very, very conservative. And I like that. That means I'm doing something right. Malik was a 46-year-old African-American man. Uh, we'll say from northern Kentucky. Well, I think that's not, in Kentucky. Not in the same part of Kentucky, I who all of my liberal friends would say, if they knew him, hardcore right-wing conservative. And all my conservative friends, if they knew him, would say he was a hardcore right-wing conservative. <laughs> and that was Malik's description. 
of he and I. Uh, he, he sent that to me. Uh, we didn't always agree on everything. We did agree on some things. He did open my eyes to a lot of things. We always had good discussions. I think maybe he just lost hope in me consistently doing this, or maybe something's happened to him. He wasn't answering his email, and with this, I don't know. I, I've not I've not heard from him. So, Malik, if you do hear this, let me know that you're listening. But I'm going to give you a hint. And you may be the only person that ended up knowing what this is about to a certain degree. There was a point in time when I said two or three words too many times. And I had a bad habit of saying these these words. And so you started keeping account. Didn't matter whose show I was on, because you would listen to me on other shows. No matter where I was, you would keep account of these words. And it would it was it become embarrassing to to a degree. I, I got um, I, I got a little uh, um, I don't know. I, I got I got a little. I got a little self-conscious for a while and quit saying it. Um, but it pertains so much to a topic that I love so much. And, you know, I, I went back and, and looked recently. Uh, one of those episodes didn't even make it to switch over to um, to Anchor. So I need to try to track that down, see if I can find it. Um but I, I even listened. I went back and listened uh, to mine and Eli's episode yesterday because um, I got thinking about it. And, uh, yeah, that that's when you started is, is when I got on with Eli. And uh, that's what had me bummed. And, and that's how absurd that was. And I can't, like... You won't get it, I don't guess, but I, I hope you're still listening, Lake. I, I do. I really do. Um, because it always felt like you were listening. And it always felt like when we had a conversation, agree or not, you took something from it. And that even if you felt we were a million miles away and what we believed or what we were discussing at the moment, you did listen. And I hope that I listen as well as you do and give uh, enough respect to the person talking that I make them feel the way you made me feel. You know, not just... When I was doing a podcast, but when we were messaging back and forth. And I would like to get in touch with you at some point and, and physically be in the same place. Uh, I would really like that. Um, in a way, I never wanted to do Talk Junkie alone. And in a way, because of you, I never did at the beginning the beginning, you know, every episode, there was an email from you. Every episode, whether I read it or not, there was an episode, every episode, there was an email from you. 
there's interaction from you. And um, you ran the short-lived Facebook page for a while. And now you took my advice, you're not on Facebook apparently. So that sucks. Sucks for me. Uh, uh, but I hope you're out there and I hope you're listening. And you're probably the only person in the world I could discuss this with. Because we have a history with it. So reach out. Because... Um, you were always important to this show, and right now, I, 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 I need your opinion on this. Um, don't suck. Don't die. Don't let your ego, your pride, or your insecurities stop you from being good to people.